again and welcome to I've Got a Beatles podcast with Dave and Chris. And we're going back into the lab today for a twofer or maybe a, yeah. a BOGO if you want. You can get a <laughs> buy one, get one free of, yeah. of uh, two Beatle rejects, as we might call them. Yeah, uh, these are from, half off sale. These are <laughs> half off sales for if you've got trouble and that means a lot. And these mm-hmm. are two songs that were often bootlegged and did not actually receive a official release until anthology two. Yeah. And I, I don't know about you. I, that was really the first time I think I'd heard, maybe, maybe I'd heard them before, but certainly on CD, that was the only time I'd heard them or the first time I'd heard them. And it was kind of a cool thing actually at the time to see two unreleased songs that were not just alternate takes of songs we already knew. Yeah, well, that's that's sort of like when you get sets like that, that's sort of like what you're looking for. It's like, oh, my my Lord, something that's completely unreleased, never heard before from I hadn't earned it before, at least. And uh, just, you know, it was very exciting. How do they last over time, though, after the flush of excitement is through? That's something I think we're going to be exploring here. Definitely. So these both were recorded during the help sessions, which I have to say, maybe we can do an episode on this at some point, but I, I think that uh, the help album is pretty underrated. I think there's a lot of really good songs on that album. And yeah. We've never done a track by track of help. No, we? it gets I overlooked mean- because it's, you know, between all the Beatlemania stuff and then rubber soul and revolver. It's kind of the one in the middle in 65. And there's a lot of great songs on here. And these two were written by John and Paul, or well, the second one was certainly more of a Paul song, uh, but one was written for Ringo's track to sing mm-hmm. on the album. Yeah. And then the other one was, uh, they actually worked a lot on it and tried to make something of it, but then eventually gave up and gave it away. So I yeah. thought we would uh, talk about if you've got trouble first. And yeah. that's, that's the Ringo song. Now, eventually, on help Ringo saying act naturally, which I think you and I would agree even though this is an original you and i prefer originals to covers yeah uh, act naturally is far superior well one thing that struck me what just reading oh this act naturally took this spot is that it sort of was like we tried to do a kind of act naturally like i'm down in the dumps i if you got trouble you've got less trouble than me i'm the i'm the sad sad sack sack here (laughs) Then the song, they just couldn't get it together. Probably didn't try that hard. To be no, honest. no. Probably was like, should we work on this song some more or go smoke a joint? <laughs> Made maybe the right decision yeah, to go smoke yeah. a joint and, and replace it with, well, this other song is better anyway, and nobody's going to care. Joe S- Smith off the street is going to care that the Ringo song is a cover. Right. So I think they made the right decision to abandon this. If you've got trouble, it really it was recorded on the fourth day of the help sessions, and they were recording a lot of songs at the time. On the same same day, you've got things like "You've Got to Hide Your Love Away," "Tell Me What You See," and a lot of a lot of good tunes that would make it onto the help album and even into the movie. Uh, but it was released or, or recorded on February eighteenth, nineteen sixty five, and didn't do like you said, didn't do a lot of it here. They they really only had one complete other complete recording it was pretty quickly run through here uh 
And this one written by John and Paul, it's clearly suffers from some flaws, I would say. Where do you want to begin? Well, well, I think there's a phrase here from the, I've got the booklet and I've got my magnifying glass (laughs) because the book, these old CD booklets is, am I getting older or were these always hard to read? Uh, Uh, Probably both. (laughs) Both for me too. And uh, we talked about this. If uh, any of you have watched our uh, Velvet Career, Velvet Underground uh, song album career uh, YouTube video, we talked about that that when the color when the, it's got color in the background instead of white, it's even harder to read. Yes. So I've got my handy dandy magnifying glass, and I'm looking at this, and I just wanted to say uh, this in a single take, and then lead and backing vocals were overdubbed. But the overall sound did not gel, and it was soon decided to pass over to the recording. So it's a, the overall sound did not gel is the key thing on this, I think. Ringo, to me, is fine. Yeah. His drums sound good. His vocals sound good. Yeah, And he does his usual Ringo job really <laughs> solidly. It's the guitars particularly this odd tinny sort of rhythm guitar uh, annoying sort of drone i i maybe it's the 12 string i was gonna say that's a great word i was gonna use the word drone it's just kind of like a bang bang yeah bang bang and then it comes in with it like hey let's add some more rhythm guitar to it and it's another note of annoying kind of thing so that is hard to get over like on particularly on repeated listenings it can t- it it even more so sticks out like a store sore thumb yeah and then what can you say about this <laughs> guitar solo dave well it's it, it's it, it's off to an an inauspicious start when ringo says oh rock on anybody and then <laughs> yeah george picks it up and is sort of flailing through it 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 lands with a big thud at the end kind of yeah. just flames out and not great guitar solo part of it is maybe because you're also so irritated by the riff that do 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 that's just so repetitive throughout yeah and it's it's kind of i was thinking like what's a good word for this this is like a groovy song kind of like a groovy 60s you see people like on the beach dancing or something yeah yeah kind of goofy dancing and yeah it's just yeah. kind of just goes nowhere maybe uh, they should have sent this to elvis for one of his elvis yeah movies. it's like a beach movie yeah like an elvis beach if you've got trouble then you got less trouble <laughs> might work for him it might uh, work for him yeah um, so the guitar solo is not good yeah, yeah. So the, yeah. the 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 to me the most irritating stuff is that guitar <laughs> sound and the solo is bad and, yeah and so the music of it yeah however the lyrics of it aren't aren't, aren't anything to write home about either <laughs> they're like you think I'm soft in the head <laughs> like that uh, just just really bad what was the yeah. other lyric you, you well there's some some good cliches here don't think it's funny when you ask for money for things especially when you're standing there wearing diamonds and rings. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Those yeah, the background vocals. The, the, the uh, totally half-assed background. 
would they vocals. would they be to quote chris would they be considered listless background vocals oh yeah well <laughs> uh, yeah the whole thing well that's the other the other one other thing i noticed in repeated listings is it gets off to a blistering start yeah with the ringo drums and then it immediately slow as soon as the guitars come in it slows down and and then sort of for a quick short song it kind of drags yeah yeah just not just not good now uh, george harrison from the anthology this is quoted from the anthology book we've just come across that it's the most weird song (laughs) i have no recollection of ever recording it it's got stupid words (laughs) and is the naffest song naffest song i'll tell you about naffest here in a second okay no wonder it didn't make it onto anything now the definition of naff n-a-f-f is british informal lacking in style or good taste vulgar and unfashionable i was gonna get a pair of leather jeans as well but it was too expensive and anyway leather pants look naff so that's how you (laughs) use so is that an appropriate word for if you've got trouble (laughs) vulgar and unfashionable i guess yeah but however it is a good example, like like we said, of uh, having good instinct and being able to be like, you know what, this one don't work. Mm. Let's abandon it. Let's get let let's stop. I mean, do you think like if they'd worked on it more, they? I mean, I probably with the the Beatles are the Beatles. So yeah, if yeah. they really put the dedication and hard work into any song, I think they could probably improve it and make it a better song, but. At the same time, sometimes it's just like cut your, particularly, you know, I, I write as a, a, I write with a, a buddy of mine. And sometimes we're like, you know what, this, this scene sucks. Let's just, <laughs> let's just cut it. You know, it's yeah. fine. You know, so. That happens to me too. in writing a scholarly article or something, you just can't get a paragraph to work. Right. It just, mm-hmm. you, no matter what you do, sometimes better just cut it and move on do right refashion rechange do something else yeah and they yeah i think they did make the right instinct and had the right decision here but it is like the next song we're going to talk about kind of you know a historical curiosity because the beatles don't have a lot of unreleased songs certainly originals that would never appear later like not guilty appeared on george harrison's george harrison album or you know certain songs they recorded would eventually become something but yeah this one this one really was kind of curious and now you're one of your talents is finding cover versions and were you able to dig any up i could find one good one okay i mean there's always every beatles song's got cover versions but a lot of those are beatles cover bands which i almost think doesn't count right right (laughs) so but there was a group uh, called the Bristols, and they're like kind of popular in the mid late nineties. Uh, remember that around that time there was sort of a, I mean, indie was indie music was really big. There was also sort of a throwback sixties sort yeah. of like some groups uh, that that kind of had a sound throwing back to that uh, era. And the Bristols was one of those groups. A sort of a sixties garage rock sound was was their key thing. And they so they've got a, a cover. They called it a kind of second British invasion of that yes. time. Yeah. yeah. Well, at any rate, they have a cover of If You've Got Trouble, and it's actually pretty decent. Hmm. So give, give that one a listen. It's definitely it's an improvement on this. Better than the Beatles version? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So 
so that was i also find it fascinating that it's two songs for the same album that were rejected and so the second as we pivot to the second one which they did work a lot more on Mm -hmm. which is that means a lot and this is a paul mccartney song and was recorded twice as i said kind of february 20th so a couple days after if you've got trouble and then they did it again in march with which very different sound different feel yeah the version on the anthology is the the early one a lot of those march takes are sort of floating out there you can yeah on uh different places i won't direct you to one of them specifically but uh I listened to quite a few of them yes. and they were like, Oh, this is different. You know, they, hey, they tried the key a, and yeah, they tried yeah. a different key. They tried different. They tried not having really the ending. They had yeah. tried, but this is did the one that made the, the thing was take one, right? I know it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the take one sounds like kind of a throwback kind of like uh, uh, maybe like a, if they'd recorded it a year before it would have been, Mm. more appropriate you know mm-hmm. um and it's got that kind of run it's be my baby kind of phil like Spector. echoey phil specter phil specter kind of sound going on yeah what, it's, what's it's your very... take on that means a lot that's well, interesting i'm writing a proposal for a conference right now to talk about this song because i'm curious about what i'm calling it a a reject kind of a beetle reject because we don't think of them having a lot of rejects and they didn't so to me, my theory on this is that it's kind of a mismatch song. There's some interesting parts to it in its chord progressions. And uh, some of the melodic ideas are very pegiated and singing and crooning. And Paul really stretches his voice. But it feels like everything together just doesn't gel. It's kind of a like they're, they're just trying to find the right groove and trying, but just never get there. Well, yeah, I, and in the booklet, I believe, or somewhere else, it said that they they seem to not be able to get the right vocals. Yeah, yeah. and the vocals are weak. It just doesn't quite. <laughs> it just doesn't sound sound quite right. Yeah, so I don't know if it was like, hey, we can't get the vocals right. Hey, the lyrics aren't quite gelling. It is one of those. I'm giving you advice, my friend. Mm-hmm. Songs, sort of like she loves you and you've got to hide your love away yeah so it's a it's kind of a strange i mean not a, not necessarily an unusual song as far as not fitting in with other songs that they had that style of song writing in but it is definitely weak well let me ask you the question that i'm trying to answer in my proposal is is, is there something inherently wrong in this song that made it a reject uh, is it kind of you know we, we've talked about if you've got trouble yeah we've it's kind of got an annoying riff that goes on too long it's got really weak lyrics is there something inherently musically wrong in this song that makes it not work apart not the recording but just actually the lyrics music song rhythm well i think it's one of those i mean it, 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 you know it we we call it a song the Beatles abandoned, but they didn't technically abandon it. They gave it away. Uh, they gave it away to PJ Proby, which yes. we'll get all into PJ Proby here in a yeah. minute. So I think that they were like, well, there's something here. It's not a total dud, nothing <laughs> song. So let's give it to somebody else and maybe they can bring out the 
what they were trying to get with the vocals. I don't know if PJ probably su- yeah. succeeded in doing that, but yeah, I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to hard to pinpoint. And if we can't pinpoint it, the Beatles couldn't pinpoint it. So no, no, it's <laughs> kind of weird. Uh, one theory I read about it is that it's the lyrics because they use the word well, the word suicide is in there. So love can be deep inside. Love can be suicide. Yeah, can't you see? You can't hide what you feel when it's real there's sometimes things are fine sometimes they're not right okay whatever okay great point there and the fact that it ends on the can't you see yeah can't you see yeah yeah which a little odd was changed by the way to on the pre-j pro beat version it's can't you see that means a lot yeah can't you see that means a lot so right, you get the I think title. it's a, actually a better ending. Mm-hmm. PJ Proby, the PJ Proby ber- version also, by the way, and this was something I was gonna uh, talk about. Uh, had George Martin's help on it. Yeah. So uh, when they gave these songs away, sometimes I noticed that, like, oh, it's given away, but Paul's the producer, or. <laughs> Uh, given away but george martin is helping do you think when they gave songs away they were still aware that they were going to get the credit or the blame for if they were successful because i i saw a a video of pj proby playing it on which you know playing it meant mouthing the words (laughs) to while the song's playing on some hollywood a go-go program of course they're like with this Lennon McCartney composition or this Beatles comp. I think they even said yeah. this Beatles composition. That means a lot. Um, so clearly. Do, yeah, yeah. So do you, do you think when they gave something away that they were like, mm, let's kind of let's see, let's look, hang out with them and make sure they do it right. <laughs> I think so. Look at the, the Billy J. Kramer songs like bad mm-hmm. to me and from a window some of those songs that you know these were artists that were managed by brian epstein and then got these songs from john and paul the castaways so i think george martin may have produced billy j kramer too so i I do think they yes there was still some quality control it wasn't like you're just gonna throw them away to any old person to record because they have their name on it so they were very careful yeah and especially in the later years of course so they'd even just produce straight up produce it themselves and like goodbye and stuff like that come and get it and yeah exactly so right yeah i think they were always aware even from the early stages here that (laughs) they're they're gonna even though the pj proby is got the single or whatever it's it's gonna be like oh that's a beatles track yeah yeah (laughs) so I think um, so. Now the PJ Proby version. We did say it has a better ending with yeah. the, with those lyrics. Um, the and there's with George Martin. There's always going to be a little strings. And yes, so there's arrangement. There's an arrangement and some strings, and I do think that that helps the song a little. But how do you feel about PJ Proby's vocals? They're oh. very. Well, the the I saw a bunch of videos because because of what I'm going to talk about here in a second. And he was saying that he feels like Tom Jones stole his career. That's 
Yeah. And Tom Jones is sort of a very similar kind of Zova sings and <laughs> stuff like that. What's new, pussycat? Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. So PJ probably is like, that means a lot. Yeah. You know, like that kind of thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So he was American, or is, is, I don't know if he's still alive, but he, uh, mm-hmm. American singer. And it, it, it's very grandiose, uh, kind of over the top yeah. sound. Like Tom Jones is pretty over the top too. But over the top, which is, this is a song, I don't know if it really, is supposed to be done that way uh, yeah it, yeah it doesn't seem like that kind of a song well it's funny because their 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 complaint was well we couldn't get the vocals right and then they give it to somebody and they it's like <laughs> the, this guy gives it a real over the top sort yeah. of interpretation locally yeah. so it's very strange but yeah. i noticed something in the book here it said relinquish the song indicating pj proby the era's most controversial singer whose Mm. exclusive version was issued in 1965 and reached number 24 on the singles chart. Uh, This was from New Music Express. Now, controversial. I'm like, why controversial? Yes, Chris, I looked it up. (laughs) Proby is remembered for an incident in January 1965 when his trousers split across the knees (laughs) during a show in Croydon, London. As a result, Proby was banned in every major theater in Britain, plus appearing on the BBC and ITV television channels. The incident scandalized the British press and public, causing Proby's career to lose momentum. Minor hits in 66 were followed by flops, and (laughs) in March 68, It's Your Day Today gave Proby his last UK chart entry for nearly 30 years. Whoa. That was from uh, Wikipedia uh, there, but... uh, so was that uh, a wardrobe malfunction? Or? Wardrobe malfunction, which we're recording this on the same day as the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's so, right. <laughs> uh, um, uh, a wardrobe malfunction <laughs> did poor little PJ Proby in. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, and then it, it, it seems like um, Tom Jones stole his career and stuff. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, midway through a deep dive on PJ Proby because there's some, <laughs> there's some, uh, videos out there of him talking basically complaining about how the yeah and and when i watched one of those videos it was like who was the person who led the charge to ban pj proby from britain britain it was mary whitehouse which is mary whitehouse very famous name in the if you know the pink floyd song pigs three different ones uh-huh. he goes hey you white house haha sherrod you are he's not talking about the white house i never he's knew talking that. about mary white house the stern involved with parliament and, and getting parents for unethical like a, you know like a like a censor like kind of or? yes exactly like uh-huh. someone who's like trying to get any smut band and or, or, and things of, of that nature. So Mary Whitehouse did did in poor PJ Proby, who <laughs> has this one uh, Beatles connection here. So that's a fascinating <laughs> story. I wonder if any yeah. of our British listeners uh, can weigh in on that or have other uh, thoughts because that that is uh, pretty fascinating. Actually, I had no idea, yeah. and I didn't and also that- didn't know that Pink Floyd connection either. Yeah, I think that's the one he uh, says the curse word. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. So, uh, 
You're nearly a laugh, but you're really a cry. Yeah. Well, so, hey, but PJ Proby gets got to do something that none of us got to do, which is record a Beatles song That's and right. make it get a chart hit off it. So it's always amusing to see in these clips of guys like that on on who were popular in 1965, because it's like the crowd is sort of a screaming like they're they're amped up to be screaming at whoever's up there and i'm like this guy looks like a goof to yeah me. he's not somebody he's not like the beatles up there <laughs> or elvis or <laughs> he's got like a really bad beatles haircut yes this doesn't his face is too big for it or something yeah clothes are kind of <laughs> off yeah <laughs> yeah so pj hmm. proby well, but, are there any other uh, versions of that means a lot? Not really. Not re- no. I mean, I was digging deep and couldn't find yeah. any that were of any. But sometimes I find some and just to save you all the uh, listening public, <laughs> I don't want to mention them. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, that's I mean, obviously, this these two were very obscure and didn't get any kind of pr- proper li- release till 96. And then it was sort of a, you know a lot of stuff got like it was the big old double album so like you know i think you know people weren't that interested in maybe covering these right (laughs) well that's kind of a good question to finish up here is how how do these two songs hold up now after all these years later and now 20 years since the anthology 30 years almost since the anthology well you'd have to put them that that leads to another interesting question. That question you just asked: Did do these because they got an official release? Do these count? If you're ranking, say, Beatles songs, do they count now? Well, I'll tell you. I'm teaching a Beatles class now, and this one of the books we had, or I had my students buy, is the Beatles Complete Chords Songbook, uh-huh. and it is in there. They're both in there. Okay, so, well then, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, because if they count, then they, but they, they have to be down in the <laughs> doldrums. Yes. Of no, we didn't when we when we way back when in one of our early barely listenable episodes. <laughs> you know, when somebody like jumps on and like listens to the early ones, and then they give us comments like, ah, this show's not good sound quality and blah 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 it's like dude dude listen we know we know (laughs) um (laughs) would they we didn't talk about these but they would be they would definitely be in the mix as worse beatles tune well yeah and to be fair the book also has things like uh in spite of all the danger so i think it just has every original yeah song that they did so if you're really going to count that as part of the canon i don't think in spite of all the danger is going to be up real high either no but yeah these would definitely be in the in the lower tier oh yeah you know i saw one podcast that's going through and ranking all beatles songs and it had i forget which one of them but it was right below tell me what you see Mm. so i think that's a better song than i think that's definitely a better song than either of these songs yeah um yeah, it would be down there with the. What were the ones we had on there? Uh, every oh, little thing and yeah, we uh, had uh, flying. If we're just yeah originals, yeah, then yeah. you'd have yeah flying and yeah, 
you know, not, not in a, not distinguished. I mean, and in a way it's not fair because they didn't, these weren't released. So yeah. they, you can't count them the same as they'd be in say, a special category. If you're making a list, really, I think you'd have to have a special category, like maybe rank, <laughs> maybe that's what we'll do. We'll do a ranking episode someday of the unreleased originally Beatles tunes. I know what my number one is going to be. What? You know what my number one's getting not guilty. Oh, not guilty. Oh, of course. Yeah. That would, yeah, <laughs> so, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, yeah, maybe we'll do that someday. It's like, well, this could g- gather even all on, of the. Yeah. And, and I would even, we could have a bigger category of just unreleased songs like that they actually recorded. So I would put in, you know, how do you do it? Or mm-hmm. uh, leave my kitten alone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some things like that. I think that'd be kind of fun to look at songs like that that just didn't didn't take off for whatever reason yeah and yeah. 12 bar original oh <laughs> I, I listened i found a, a longer version on youtube and yep. i think they made the right decision to trim it on the anthology the beatles mm-hmm. uh, were not a jam band and did not do that you don't well. want the you don't want the long version of that and the whole carnival of light and the 57 minute um version helter skelter helter skelter and all those just for the curiosity factor that's probably yeah of course we do of course yeah of course we do of course we do but this these two i think they're curiosities like i say and yeah and uh like i I, would they have been better than any of the songs that made it on help even the weakest song on help you might say tell me what you see or Mm-hmm. Um, Dizzy Miss Lizzie or one, you know, one of the covers. Uh, no, probably not. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think. Them. I think I really do think like that. This is these are two great examples of like, hey, hey, we worked on it. We gave it a good shot. Let's cut our losses. You know, in one case, they were like, this one's salvageable enough that we toss it to somebody we don't care about. <laughs> yeah uh you know and make sure they don't really ruin it so they throw george martin over there to you know give it a little arrangement jazz it up a little mm-hmm. um and the other one then just like screw it this yeah was, this was written for ringo neither of us want to you know, <laughs> neither of us want to sing it you know right so yeah yeah so, so the word of the day naff Naff, that's right. Yes, <laughs> it was naff. So. Vulgar, so vulgar. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, this was fun to look at a couple of uh, obscurities, and yeah. uh, we'll uh, our, we'll pick a new and exciting song under the microscope for our next time, whenever that may be. So yeah, let's pick one. Whatever we pick next, oh, we're gonna pick one that's a, like a good one. Like a yes. real good one. Yes, I think so, that's a good idea. Yeah. So flying. <laughs> yeah, you don't. You don't. I like flying much more than you do. But I, I like it. But it's it's yeah you know, yeah. We'll yeah. we'll get a good one for you next time. So. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna pick a doozy. Exactly. Real good one. Now, um, our next episode, Dave. Oh boy, people are gonna people longtime listeners of the show. Are you gonna love this next episode? Because it's gonna be 
centered around we're not going to tell you exactly what it is but it's going to be centered around friend of the show super i would say super friend of the show super friend of the show oh man if we could ever pull a intro i'd love it be the best but jeff lynn of course yes yeah buddy jeff lynn so So look forward to that we're going to have fun putting it together and thanks again for listening and we will be back at you soon with some friend of the show jeff lynn